From the Ohio News Network, this is Ohio Sports Magazine. Now, here's your host, Kate Burdett. I'm joined today by Jesse Giorzi with the Columbus Sports Commission, and there are a lot of things happening in the world of sports in Columbus. How are you doing, Jesse? Doing awesome. Super excited for uh, a summer full of uh, events, both uh, hosted ones as well as a, a couple of our own events like Community Cup and Community Camp. And that is exactly why we got in touch with you. Let's start with the Community Cup 2023. For those who've never heard of this, what is it and and how did it come about here in Central Ohio? Yeah, we, we've thrown a few different short descriptions around. Uh, one of the popular ones is like a field day for adults. Uh, I think it's uh, another one. We've said it's a chance to meet the community and then beat the community. But, you know, in short, Columbus companies or, or companies that have their headquarters in Columbus uh, register their teams and sign up their staffs or their sta- their staffs sign up as athletes. And uh, there's they compete in 14 sports uh, events across one day. It's July 28th, uh, Friday, summer Friday at Fortress Obeth, which is just about 15 minutes from downtown. And we like to say that, you know, the, the, the variety of sports gives it a chance for everybody to compete, whether your, your speed is, is hot and sweaty or slow and steady. There's a, a 5K, a one-mile walk, cornhole, frisbee toss, new this year is volleyball, football toss. You have the opportunity to throw footballs at a big Dr. Pepper bottle, just like you see in, in college football games all the time. So you, when you're sitting on your couch, you're like, I could do a better job than that person. Well, now it's time for you to prove it at the uh, Community Cup. So. Um, it's a super fun way to, to take team building outside. Uh, last year, we had more than a 1,000 registered athletes and 30-plus companies, and this year we're trying to bump both of those numbers up because it's definitely a more more the merrier. Um, there's four divisions, so you have your larger companies competing against your larger companies just like you, you would having your larger schools competing against other large schools in high school and college athletics as well as you know divisions for smaller companies, but um, it's a it's a ton of fun. It's uh, it's just really one one fun day to, to play hooky from work and play basketball and play football and play frisbee and play cornhole and, and hang out with colleagues. I was going to say, what a great way to get out of the office on a nice summer day, Friday, July twenty eighth, the annual Community Cup in Columbus. Um, how many teams do you have signed up so far for twenty twenty three's event at this point? Yeah, we're in the mid twenties. I think uh, twenty five or twenty six, with uh, with a few more. I think that we'll be we close to securing soon. Like I said, it's it's grown nearly almost every year. Obviously, it's uh, we had a little bit of a blip um, with the with the COVID year and a hybrid event, but this will be the sixth year. Last year, we had the most ever um, registered athletes at, at over a thousand. We're hoping to, to duplicate that this year. Um, teams can sign up at community.columbusports.org. And uh, and learn more about all the different sports and, and ways to get involved, and and truly it is a lot of fun because even if you're not competing, there's a, a tailgate zone where you have a nice ten by ten shaded tent. You can just kind of hang out and uh, and be the designated high five giver uh, when your teammates come back from competing. Um, but uh, there's a lot of different fun ways for people to hang out, and and we're we're pushing for you know, 40 plus companies to to be out there this year, and really it's everybody. I mean, you've got some of the 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 great columbus companies that have provided teams out there before you know including nationwide and ohio state athletics and the crew and blue jackets and plant moran and fifth third as well as um, companies with large bases here uh, like hometown ticketing like amazon 
um, headquarter or uh, Amazon distribution center. So it's, it's really a great way to, to, to connect also with, with other professionals and, uh, and do a little networking as well. But you don't have to, you don't have to network. You can just come have a couple of cold drinks and, uh, and play sports until, uh, until you need to take a break. It sounds like a real win-win for companies who want to encourage that team building and that camaraderie among their employees and for employees, like I said, who want to get out of the office for a few minutes. But also that networking aspect is, is not a bad thing. Now, you've kind of touched on this, but I just want to make sure. Do you, do you have to be athletic to participate or is this open to pretty much anyone? Truthfully, it's open to anyone because there's other components. The the main piece of it is the is the sports events throughout the day. But um, you know, you don't have to to be in in marathon running shape to to throw cornhole bags, you know, or to or to do a mile walk. So there's really you know something for everybody. There are definitely ones that are going to get the the heart rate pumping a little bit more, like like the five k um uh, or home run derby but there's other ones that that are are definitely a little bit more more casual and chill so we really try to make it open for everybody but you know outside of that there's other pieces of the competition there's um you know raising raising money and getting food donated as part of the charity challenge is a way to get points before the competition starts um and there is also uh, you know, on the event day, team captains often are the people that are, that are terrific team leaders and organizing people and saying, okay, hey, Steve and Mary, you got to be at, at this sport at this time. Uh, you know, Joe and Devante, you've got to be at that sport at that time. So, um, you know, often captains compete, but also captains can just be involved in, in organizing things. There's, there's the, the, the party planners, the people that are getting the, the food ordered and, and drinks ordered for the tailgate. And there's a, a t shirt contest as well that, uh, requires no athleticism whatsoever to design a cool t-shirt and you get also bonus points if you have the the best community cup uh, t-shirt so really a bunch of different ways uh, for folks to get involved regardless of uh, of your level of interest or skill in, uh, in being athletic and jesse you mentioned the charity challenge who does this benefit uh, that is going to benefit uh, groups like the Columbus Foundation, uh, Middle Ohio Food Collective uh, are a couple that are that are on board from last year, and, and the Columbus Foundation is the the title sponsor of the event and a huge huge supporter of uh, of all the stuff that we do, both of these community events as as well overall at the Sports Commission and and the Columbus Foundation, you know, is is going to find uh, find some great places to uh, to put those dollars towards. Fantastic. It's the annual Community Cup, Business versus Business. It's coming up on Friday, July 28th. Still plenty of time to get involved. So managers, if you're listening, employees, if you're listening and you're thinking, this is a great idea, I want to tell my manager about this. Jesse, give us that website again where we can get registered. Yeah, columbussports.org slash cup. My, my number one thing is it's team building that your team is actually going to be excited about doing, right? It's not trust falls and uh, and you know, organizing each other by birthdays without talking. It's it's super fun <laughs> stuff that you're going to have uh, tremendous connections on and, and people are going to be talking about, uh, you know, around the break room for uh, for months to come. And, and still uh, another opportunity to do in-person connecting with your colleagues as, as so many companies have gone, you know, full or hybrid uh, remote. It's a great way to, to be together. Absolutely. It sounds fantastic. And it's just one of the many things coming up in these summer months here in Columbus for the Sports Minded. Next, Jesse's going to tell us about some opportunities for your kids to get involved in sports and who isn't looking for those. It's coming up next here on Ohio Sports Magazine. 
The Buckeye Show. That's what I'm talking about, Tim. I, no. Well, if you don't know how to roll with it by now, you shouldn't be watching. Your bracket gets ruined. You got to enjoy it anyway. No. The Buckeye Show. Sponsored by CareSource. Weeknights at 6 on The Fan. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Kate Burdett. Jesse Giorzi is with the Columbus Sports Commission, and he's joining us on this week's episode of Ohio Sports Magazine because here in Columbus, Ohio, there are a lot of events going on all summer long that involve athletics, sports, and We would be remiss if we didn't talk about the little ones. There are a couple of opportunities coming up in Central Ohio for community youth camps. Jesse, tell us more about what these opportunities involve and when they're happening. Yeah, uh, we've got our community youth camp, uh, which is presented by the Columbus Foundation, uh, is back for year three. Uh, We're doing two sessions, June 20th through 23rd and 26th through 29th. Both of those are at uh, KIPP Columbus, which is just a phenomenal facility to uh, to run these events at. Um, but the goal of the, the community youth camp is is to to reach everybody. Uh, not every kid's going to play sports throughout their, their youth or adult career, but every kid deserves a chance. And that's really the, the genesis of why we decided to, to come up with this community camp a couple of years ago. We wanted to, we see the power and the joy and, and the, the, the lessons that sports teach. And we wanted to, um, you know, do our part to help more Columbus kids playing sports. Uh, and it's it's what I call a super sports sampling camp because, you know, each year there's going to be a, a dozen plus sports that kids are going to learn the basics for and play over over four days of camp. It's it's a it's a really terrific way to introduce Columbus kids to sports they may have not thought about before. Right. Everybody, you know, um, uh, thinks about basketball and baseball and, and some of those sports. And of course, we're going to give the opportunity to to play those. But you know, some things we've done before is uh, has introduced pickleball and tennis and rowing and uh, and volleyball and some different sports that you don't think about when you think about as much of, of youth sports. Um, we've done even, I think, yoga and uh, and combat sports, karate and jujitsu and things like that. So it's a great way to get Columbus kids, regardless of their, um, you know, income level or, or, or family's uh, position. Um, to, to have the opportunity to play because, you know, our goal is 50% of kids on scholarship. And in the first two years, it's been a lot closer to 80 or 85%. So it's a chance for kids to play, learn a bunch of different sports and, and you know, remove those barriers to, to pl- remove financial barriers to play. You you mentioned, yeah, scholarships. So those are available for kids who can't afford out of pocket to attend the camp What's that process like for parents? Is it a simple online application form or how does that work? Yeah. So uh, at columbussports.org slash camp, we'll take you to the, the full camp website and uh, that'll have more details on on, on the sports and, and how to register. Whether you're looking for a scholarship or uh, or a standard paid registration, still a great value at, at, uh, at $250 um, for a week's worth of activities and and uh, food included and shirt and water bottle and those kind of things. But um, either way, scholarship or standard application, you'll head to columbussports.org slash camp. Um, to uh, to get that, we review the the um, scholarships on an individual basis. So it, it'll take a couple days for our team to to review that and get back to you. But um, like I said, our, our goal has been fifty percent scholarship to make sure that we're giving kids the, the chance to play uh, to play sports and, and learn about all the the awesome things that sports can do for you. Um, but uh, it's been you know eighty plus percent of of scholarship. You know, thanks in large part to the Columbus Foundation and and all of our other partners. 
um, both individuals and companies that have supported us uh, in the last few years of camp. It seems like every year we're reminded earlier and earlier in the spring or even late winter. It's coming up on camp season. Be sure to get the kids registered. The first session of the community youth camp is June 20th through the 23rd. And there are still spots available in that session. Yeah, both. Uh, the first session uh, is, is closer to being filled up. The second session's got a few more open spots, but um, it's uh, both at Kip Columbus this year, which is a, really, again, a, a tremendous facility. And we're thankful they've been, they've been able to be uh, the host. Um, when we expanded to two sessions last year, um, they hosted one and, and CPRD hosted the other at Berliner Sports Park. This year, the schedule worked out that both of them are going to be at Kip. So um, it's really awesome. And, 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 before I was here, I was at USA Football, and one of the things we preached there was, as the as the official governing body of youth football or football, was that it's important for kids to play multiple sports and not specialize, you know, in anything until they reach their teen years. So, um, for kids six to twelve to have the chance to play a dozen fourteen sports over uh, over the week is is a really cool opportunity, and and I think that's the biggest benefit uh, and, and uniqueness about our camp is. Um, you're going to get a little bit of everything, you know, uh, if you like the opportunity to, to play, um, you know, ultimate Frisbee, or if you, learn, you enjoy track and field, great. We'll, we'll share some resources after camp on how you can continue playing and find ways to play, um, in the community after camp full time. If you didn't like it, guess what? It's only lasted an hour. We're on to another sport, you know, later that morning um, before we take a, a break for lunch for some life lesson activities and then two more sports in the afternoon. So really, really super sport sampling. And, and you're going to learn so many, um, so many new skills and introduce kids to, um, to different sports they may have not had the opportunity to play before. It really is all about that exposure, Jesse, and you kind of touched on it, the life lessons. So it's not just the out there, the physical activity, which is so important for kids for both their physical and mental health. But these life lessons that tie in with the sport, with the training, with the competition, do you notice a difference in kids after they attend these three days? Do you see those results immediately? Yeah, I think, you know, having having had the opportunity to, to be at both weeks of camp last year and, and seeing it and, and previously coaching baseball myself, um, it was it was neat to see, you know, you're not going to get those same kind of huge developmental leaps, um, you know, in an, in an hour, hour and a half of playing a specific sport. But it is cool just in that hour to see, you know, going through a rotation, for example, of, of kids who have never picked up a field hockey stick before and then watching them go, having no idea what the stick is, how to hold it, what to do with it. So then, you know, three or four rotations through a drill, then you see, okay, now they're starting to, to pick up on the basics. I think the even cooler part is seeing kids that have no experience, you know, or have never picked up the, the equipment used in some of these sports having that natural talent for it. And it's like, that's what the coolest thing about, about this camp is, is, is like this kid may have never picked up a hockey stick or an ultimate Frisbee or thought about running track, but they've clearly got some natural talent, um, you know, in that and, and could, could potentially have an opportunity to play it. So, you know, the, the development and, and seeing all the different skills, usually we, we end the last day with a little bit of, uh, I don't know if obstacle course is the right word, but like, Last year, we went onto the baseball fields at Berliner Sports Park and softball fields and, and had like you had to swing a bat, run to first base, throw a football, dribble a, a, a field hockey ball to second base, 
uh, you know, do a basketball move. So it's like, it's kind of fun to see all the different kinds of skills and, and put them together and see which kids are, are picking up on the most throughout the week. But um, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing is just it, it, is seeing the growth, not only in the, in the skills and the sports, but, you know, seeing some kids that may have been more their parents signing them up attitude in the beginning of the week. And I didn't want to be here to by the end of day one or end of day two, or for sure by the end of the week of just like, now I don't want to leave. Uh, what do you mean camp's over? So um, seeing that growth, you know, the emotional uh, growth has, has been awesome too. That sounds super cool. It's the Columbus Community Youth Sports Camp. There's actually two sessions coming up near the end of June. And all you have to do is go to columbusports.org. All of the information is there. Search Community Youth Camp. Jesse Giorzi with the Columbus Sports Commission is with us coming up. We're going to talk about the newest professional sports team that's coming to the capital city next. Ohio's public school educators are the heart of our schools and our communities. This Teacher Appreciation Week, join the Ohio Education Association in saying thank you. Students, tell us what makes your teacher great. They could win a vacation at an all-inclusive resort courtesy of NEA member benefits or an elementary classroom makeover from Carson DeLosa. And your class can win a pizza party. Nominate your teacher today at www.ohea.org slash thankateacher. Family dinners, game nights, and holiday parties. It all happens at home. And we want to help you realize your dream of home ownership. We're the Ohio Housing Finance Agency. And if you're ready to buy a home, we may be able to help. Visit myohiohome.org for more information on down payment assistance, lower interest rates, and more. OFA makes purchasing a home more affordable. Visit myohiohome.org. Home ownership. Make it part of your future. Everyone knows you can have a lot of fun outside. But did you know that spending time outdoors is actually good for you? That's right. Spending time in the outdoors can have a positive impact on your body and your mind. Even 15 minutes outside a day can lower your stress and help you feel better. So get out there, visit an Ohio park, and thrive outside. Are you in crisis? Contact Ohio's Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. Call, text, or chat 988. As much as we say we love nature, when it comes to bugs, eh, not so much. When it comes to trees, the Ohio chapter of the International Society of Arboriculture wants you to know that most insects are not harmful to trees, especially if their populations are small. There are exceptions to that, but don't forget, every insect has a predator that's just looking to make it a meal. So sometimes it's just good to let nature take care of itself. If you're concerned about insects on your trees, find an ISA certified arborist near you at treesforohio.org. That's trees, the number four, ohio.org. This is the sound of a popular American motorcycle. It's the sound of freedom, the open road, really good times. And this is what it sounds like with a drunk guy in it. How do you like the sound of that? Cops are cracking down on drunk motorcycle riders. If you ride drunk, you will get caught and you will get arrested. Drunk riding, over the limit, under arrest. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Transportation. Do you want a job that is flexible, secure, and fun? It also offers excellent pay and is ranked as one of the best jobs in America, too. I'm talking about being a dental hygienist. And all you have to do is complete a two-year program after high school. Visit ODA.org to learn more and to start helping people love their smile. This message is brought to you by the members of the Ohio Dental Association. 
The Fan. The Fan. The fan. Ohio Sports Destination. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Kate Burdett. Welcome back to Ohio Sports Magazine. We're chatting today with Jesse Giorzi from the Columbus Sports Commission. Here in Central Ohio, there are a lot of sports events happening. We, of course, have a little bit of a thing with college football. We've got some professional sports teams as well. And a new professional sports team is coming to Columbus. Jesse, tell me all about this. Yeah, we're thrilled to have another um, another pro team here, specifically in, in the women's sports realm in the Columbus Fury. They're going to start uh, playing in the all-new Pro Volleyball Federation at Nationwide Arena February 2024. So still some uh, some details, some very important details to be ironed out on, on the specific schedule and roster and those kind of things. But, um, you know, it's another another big volleyball story in, in Columbus. You know, I think that uh, not a lot of people realize how big volleyball is in Columbus and, and further how big Columbus is in volleyball. Um, you know, we like to say that the, the, the game is built here, like literally uh, sports imports in Hilliard is the leading volleyball equipment provider in the whole country, their equipment. And, and by that, I mean like the nets and stanchions are, is used by more than 90% of all NCAA D one programs and, and tons of D you know, lower level college programs and lots of high school and club programs as well. And, most of that stuff is manufactured right here in Greater Columbus. Uh, the talent that, that Columbus and, and, and Ohio produces is incredible. The Ohio Valley region is USA Volleyball's largest region with more than 25,000 members. That covers Ohio, West Virginia, and Western PA. But um, OVR is hosting a lot of their championship events and, and huge tournaments across um, boys, girls, adults, men's, women's, and, and, and the like. Um, at the Greater Columbus Convention Center, including this month, they've had a, a ton of uh, a ton of big events there. The the girls uh, U18s were just there, but 190 clubs, 2,000 teams. It's it's Columbus is huge in, in the club volleyball world as well. Champions are crowned in Columbus as well. Since 2000, we've hosted about 20 national volleyball events. That includes some of the USA Volleyball's um, opens and, and and national championship tournaments. Uh, that includes two NCAA Women's D1 uh, championship events. Most recently in 2021 when we broke the record for the the biggest crowd ever in, in women's college volleyball history at nationwide arena so adding a professional team to the ranks means we've got it covered from youth to high school to college to the pros um and uh, and columbus is really uh, really just loves volleyball and, and volleyball is um is is growing already big and continuing to grow in columbus so with this being an all-new sort of league I guess it's not even something you could say for sure, but is, is recruitment for players happening at the college level? Are there, is, I mean, you mentioned the community in the Ohio Valley of, of avid volleyball players. I'm so curious about, you know, who's out there that is the talent that's going to be brought into this. Will there be European players or are these all going to be American volleyball players? Yeah, too soon to tell, I think. I, I would imagine that, you know, you definitely uh, want to, you know, have uh, have some uh, some local talent as well. You know, you see that a lot. Um, it's it's a source of pride for fans when you have a, a homegrown talent that's uh, that's playing um, in there, you know, you think about that. You, you see that a lot with um, with uh, with soccer, but also with the Blue Jackets. It was a big source of pride for the Blue Jackets as an organization, as well as um, as a, as as a community. Where there was a I think a game earlier this year where there were three local 
uh, Columbus kids um, in the lineup uh, all on the same night. Um, I think that was that's a cool thing. So that you have that local talent that's playing there, and it also you know that's a that's a great way to to help start um, getting some of that interest in and being like, man, I really enjoy watching this person play at the high school level or the club level, um, or you know even at the at the at the college level if they played at Ohio State, whether they're from here or not. You know, so hopefully a lot of that talent is, is has some local connections and, and gives people a reason to go check it out because um, I, although this league of pro volleyball is, is brand new to uh, in general, so brand new to the U.S., uh, you know, watching high level volleyball in person is is really an incredible um, opportunity, whether that's the, the college level, if you're catching a, an Ohio State game, men's or women's at the Covelli Center, or when it comes to Columbus Fury at, at Nationwide Arena, it's really, really neat to to get to that level and just seeing the reaction time and athleticism and just literally how many times they're jumping, whether they're hitting the ball or not um, is, is a crazy mountain and really need to see live. It really is impressive. And this coming February, you will be able to see it in person at nationwide arena in Columbus as the Columbus fury joining the professional sports team club here in Columbus, Ohio, and we are so excited about it. Columbus, Ohio loves their sports, and I can't wait to see what's coming next. Jesse Giorzi from the Columbus Sports Commission, I thank you so much. I could talk to you all day. You're full of information and really interesting facts about the Columbus sports scene. So thanks so much for spending some time with us. Yeah, I appreciate it. And, and keep your finger on the pulse of what's going on in, in Columbus sports at, at our website, columbusports.org. We've got, um, you know, good stories on there as well as the, the, the master event calendar of, of all things, uh, Columbus sports. We'll have more of this week's Ohio sports magazine when we continue here on the Ohio News Network. We're your home of the Buckeyes. We're your home of the Jackets. We're your home of the crew. We're your home of the Browns. And we're the home of the Professional Pickleball Association. What the hell is this? Not really, but maybe someday. The Fan. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Kate Burdett. It's time to talk Cleveland Browns football with Tyvis Powell from the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show and our Eric Reeser. We're about two weeks removed from the NFL draft and all 32 teams will be holding mini camps for their rookie classes over the next week or so. Former Buckeye Tyvis Powell was not picked in the 2016 NFL draft after leaving Ohio State following his junior season. Powell signed with the Seattle Seahawks as an undrafted free agent and Tyvis was asked what this experience is like for any rookie regardless of their draft status. Well, I mean, obviously you want to know how it's going to go. You know, you think about in college, you got peer you know, everything is mm-hmm. 21 periods and stuff like that. Well, in the NFL, it's all just based off of plays. You got about 20. It's all scripted. It's about 15 to 20 plays, you know, per per um, per period. So you start off you start off with obviously, you know, individual um, do that. Well, actually, you start off with special teams, go to individual. Then you got team run. Then you got team pass. Then you got seven on seven, and then you finish with one team period. So what you find out is that practices kind of go fast because everything yeah. there is no repeats and all that like it be in college. It goes by because they got a time limit. So yeah, you find out first that practice goes fast, but you know rookie mini camp, it's all rookies there except you know a couple of guys that they may ask to come in. You know, that's maybe maybe have been in the year the league for maybe two or three years. They say, hey, we want to look at you. You're a tryout guy. Um, we want to see you against some competition, and they ask you to come to rookie minicamp. Then you got those undrafted guys who didn't get drafted, who's fighting for 
you know, a, a spot on the roster trying to get signed to get an invite to camp. So it, it gets competitive. Um, obviously, the draft picks are safe. And then, you know, guys like Ronnie Hickman, who signed as an undrafted free agent, those guys are pretty much safe for rookie minicamp. But there are guys out there that they're going to be looking at to see if they can get them for training camp as well. Tyvis says it's a small adjustment from college practices to rookie camp, but adds it's a huge step from rookie camp to regular NFL training camp. <laughs> you forget the fact right. that, you know, these guys all just got out of college as well. So it's nothing but a big, like, uh, all-star game, or if you will. But when you, so you all got a rookie training camp feeling very confident. However... When you get to OTAs, now you you slid you they just slid you down the depth chart because obviously you're probably starting a rookie minicamp. Slide mm-hmm. you down the depth chart, you get to go up against some of these all pro guys and these pro bowler guys and these guys that's been in the league for six seven years, and you know you obviously you got the fresh leg. That's what they say. Rookie got fresh leg. But these, <laughs> you learn that everything isn't always about athletic ability. You know yeah. these guys have. Skills, you know, they got like D linemen, they got these hand moves that get them open, or, you know, they got these wide receivers who's very shifty and know how to use their hands really well to get you up off of them, or they just know how to run routes crispy. Like, that's what you find out that the vets, everything is not athletic, it's more above shoulders. These guys are smart and they have found a way to perfect their craft. And that's what you pretty much learn. I know yeah. for me in Seattle, in Seattle, I, I think I'm leaving out of rookie minicamp feeling pretty good. Now, they had me bouncing positions. I was came in as a safety. I played a little nickel, played some corner in rookie minicamp, but I'm feeling ultimately good. We got to we got to OTAs, and I'm going over against, you know, Doug Baldwin and Tyler Lockett, and I'm getting left at the line. It's crazy. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is for real. <laughs> a little different. So you, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a huge difference. So, you know, you have fun with it. The good thing is that these veteran guys, you know, they if they see something in you, they gravitate towards you, and they want to see you do well. Players who aren't taken in the draft do get somewhat of a choice when it comes to the NFL team they eventually sign with. Tyvis says one of the biggest factors in him signing with Seattle was familiarity with the coaching staff and the veteran presence of players like Richard Sherman. During the draft process, as we get into the later rounds, the sixth, seventh rounds, you know, I started, I got a phone call from him and I'm thinking, oh, they're about to draft me. Yeah. And it's the DB coach, it's Andre Curtis, who was the DB coach at the time. And he was like, listen, I'm telling them to draft you, but it's not, it's out of my hands. <laughs> so, it, you know, it's. What ultimately made me go to Seattle was obviously they were one of the first teams to call. And just over that phone call, I understood that, you know, he wanted the DB coach actually wanted me there. Obviously, he just didn't have the power to pull the trigger on it. So I didn't blame him for that. Another reason I went is because they didn't draft a DB in that entire draft. So it was they weren't looking for DBs. And the last reason I went was because of what you said. It's the LOB. So my thought process was, even if I don't make Seattle, which, you know, my chances were okay because they had a history of signing undrafted guys and keeping them on the 53. But my, I had a living example in Doug Ball and Michael Bennett, you know, guys who were undrafted that was very successful. And then on top of that, I'm learning from the best DBs in the NFL. So yeah. even if I don't make it, you know, I'm going to make it somewhere. And that's what they took pride in. You know, I remember talking to Cam Chancellor about that. He said, you know, this LOB thing, like, this is for life. Like, now that you're a part of LOB, we got you for life. And we want you to make a roster because that makes us look good in the products that we're putting out. So they take pride 
and getting these young guys and these young rookies, and even if they don't make their team, they want to see them around the league making a team. Former Ohio State defensive back Ronnie Hickman wasn't selected in the 2023 draft, but he did sign with the Cleveland Browns as an undrafted free agent. Tyvis says he likes Rockets' chances to make the Browns' 53-man roster. I was watching, you know, as he played at Ohio State, and when he comes out, he's one of the top-ranked undrafted guys and it reminded me a lot of myself because you know I was considered a top unranked I mean undrafted guy as well um I think for him he just he's going in the the good news for him is that he's going in with a new coach so everybody's pretty much dead even you know there he he don't know anybody there he might know of them but he don't know them so he's he's walking into a pretty good situation where everything's even ground there's no favoritism there I think for him, what he needs to do is he needs to pride himself in, you know, learning the defense as fast as he can because the guy that knows the playbook, the the best always has a position on that as a spot on yeah. their team because if some, if it goes bad, you know, what a coach going to do? We're going to put Ronnie out there because at least I know Ronnie's going to know where to go. I know Ronnie's going to be able to make the adjustment. We'll have more of this week's Ohio Sports Magazine when we continue here on the Ohio News Network. Rothman and Ice. That would have been a complete wet towel moment <laughs> right there from the rest that they did. That wet towel yeah. moment. Just completely like cooling everything off. Rothman and Ice, weekdays at noon. Sponsored by your local Pella Window showroom. The Fan. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Kate Burdett. Time to discuss Cincinnati Reds baseball and hear from Steve Offenbaker of Locked On Reds with our Paul Keels. It's our pleasure today to talk with Steve Offenbaker from the Locked On Reds podcast, a podcast that he shares with Jeff Carr. And Steve, not to pile on a position group that is down and continue to kicking him, but I know that in your guys' last couple of episodes, you focused a lot on the Reds pitching. What do you view as maybe the issue or what is the possible solution with the pitching for the Reds? There's a whole lot going on with the pitching, and you have to break the pitching into two categories, the starters and the relievers. Uh, The relievers actually haven't been as bad as it feels like they've been. They've just been asked to do a lot. They've been having to cover starters for six and seven innings because the starters have just fallen apart. And I'm talking about the big three. Hunter Green, Nick Lodolo, and Graham Ashcraft have all had bad outings. And I think this is just part of uh, where we forget that they're actually only in their second season. There's going to be some speed bumps. There's going to be some growing pains. And I think what we're looking for now is for Derek Johnson to just get in there and work with those guys and, and find the zones again and develop a little bit more consistency. The other two starting spots, the four and the five, uh, it's definitely time for some changes. I think Luis Sessa is heading back to the bullpen. Uh, Luke Weaver has struggled a little bit. So the Reds are going to be looking uh, pretty quick to find new four and fives for the back end of that rotation. Is the Nick Lodolo situation maybe the most puzzling, Steve, when you consider how susceptible he's been been as of late at giving up the long ball compared to how he started the year? It, it is. Yeah, his, he's, there's this, this statistic that's out there, Paul, that's, you know, percentage of fly balls that are home runs. Uh, basically, you know, the percentage of any ball in the air that goes into the stands for a home run. And his percentage is something like 27%. So a little over one out of every four pop-ups is going for a home run. Uh, that number, it, it can't hold there. It's got to come down. I think what's happening is that hitters have learned to uh, begin to lay off that back foot breaking ball that he throws because they would rather be called out than look silly falling down swinging. And what happens then is Nick tries to adjust back towards the plate. And he's overcompensating and he's just hanging. He's hanging pitches right down the middle 
And uh, these major league hitters are just barreling him up. So I think he's going to learn the finesse. He's going to learn to get the feel, and things are going to get better. You know, a subject I know you and Jeff kicked around quite a bit. Are we making too much, Steve, out of pitch counts? Or is David Bell making too much out of it? You know, Jeff and I were talking about this, and I have never heard of an unwritten rule of 30 pitches per inning, you know, being a hard cap. And I think that, you know, some of the vets in the league, like, you know, the Reds are, uh, as we record, they're, they're opening a series with the Mets. And I think guys like Scherzer, who's going uh, tonight for the Mets, would argue at that point that, you know, they have to be allowed to battle through these things. So I think that David Bell has adopted some stance to try and protect these young arms, which I don't have a problem with necessarily, but it needs to be on a case-by-case basis. You can't, you can't make some artificial cap for allowing a guy to battle. And I think that uh, that Graham Ashcraft start the other day, Graham would have benefited from at least being allowed to finish that inning. Uh, you know, he only made it through one and two-thirds inning before he was yanked. So I think he would have benefited from the learning process of digging in and battling. And then if you don't want to send him back out in the next inning, that's fine. I think we all know baseball leads the world in the unwritten rules, doesn't it, Steve? <laughs> It does. <laughs> the other subject that you guys have talked about, you and I have discussed, and I think a lot of Reds fans are curious about it. Whom will be the next person to be promoted from the minor league system? And I guess we have to include Joey Votto in that. Is it a good thing that we have so many delicate or delicious items to think about who could be the next? It's a great thing. And some of the, the delay now is, is bordering on perplexing. Uh, I ran a poll on Twitter uh, just this last week with this question, Paul, and of the, the choices I gave was uh, Matt McClain, Joey Votto, uh, CES, and Ellie De La Cruz. And the clear-cut choice with 66% of the vote was Matt McClain. Uh, he is just tearing up the International League. Uh, he, In fact, he was just voted Player of the Week in the International League, hitting over 400 with two home runs, 11 RBIs, and he even hit for the cycle last week. So uh, we all think he's ready and can't understand the delay. The interesting choice, though, Paul, was Joey Votto was second in that group <laughs> as far as the voting went. And I think that there's a growing thought process out in Red Country that uh, the Reds may be delaying calling up these guys for an extended period of time just to stagger the contracts or not, quote-unquote, start their clocks until the 2024 season, which would be very, very disappointing. In, in, in that light, Steve, is 2024 where everybody kind of guesstimates that's where we may see things turn for this franchise? I, I think it is. If you look to 2024 and the amount of these young guys that should be ready at that point, I think it really opens a, a competitive window for the Reds and uh, puts them in the conversation, at least on paper, uh, for being a team that could win the National League Central. Uh, I think that when you look at the amount of talent that's been infused and the timing of these things with the starting pitchers, uh, it really all lines up for the Reds to be at least in a wild card conversation in 2024, if not being talked about to win the Central and go to the postseason. If you haven't done it already, you need to check out the Locked on Reds podcast with Jeff Carr and Steve Offenbaker. And as always, Steve, thanks for your time. You know, it's very much appreciated. Thanks a lot, Paul. We'll have more of this week's Ohio Sports Magazine when we continue here on the Ohio News Network. 
Ohio's public school educators are the heart of our schools and our communities. This Teacher Appreciation Week, join the Ohio Education Association in saying thank you. Students, tell us what makes your teacher great. They could win a vacation at an all-inclusive resort courtesy of NEA member benefits or an elementary classroom makeover from Carson DeLosa. And your class can win a pizza party. Nominate your teacher today at www.ohea.org slash thankateacher. Family dinners, game nights, and holiday parties. It all happens at home. And we want to help you realize your dream of homeownership. We're the Ohio Housing Finance Agency. And if you're ready to buy a home, we may be able to help. Visit myohiohome.org for more information on down payment assistance, lower interest rates, and more. OFA makes purchasing a home more affordable. Visit myohiohome.org. Home ownership. Make it part of your future. Everyone knows you can have a lot of fun outside. But did you know that spending time outdoors is actually good for you? That's right. Spending time in the outdoors can have a positive impact on your body and your mind. Even 15 minutes outside a day can lower your stress and help you feel better. So get out there, visit an Ohio park, and thrive outside. Are you in crisis? Contact Ohio's Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. Call, text, or chat 988. As much as we say we love nature, when it comes to bugs, eh, not so much. When it comes to trees, the Ohio chapter of the International Society of Arboriculture wants you to know that most insects are not harmful to trees, especially if their populations are small. There are exceptions to that, but don't forget, every insect has a predator that's just looking to make it a meal. So sometimes it's just good to let nature take care of itself. If you're concerned about insects on your trees, find an ISA certified arborist near you at treesforohio.org. That's trees, the number four, ohio.org. This is the sound of a popular American motorcycle. It's the sound of freedom, the open road, really good times. And this is what it sounds like with a drunk guy in it. How do you like the sound of that? Cops are cracking down on drunk motorcycle riders. If you ride drunk, you will get caught and you will get arrested. Drunk riding, over the limit, under arrest. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Transportation. Do you want a job that is flexible, secure, and fun? It also offers excellent pay and is ranked as one of the best jobs in America, too. I'm talking about being a dental hygienist. And all you have to do is complete a two-year program after high school. Visit ODA.org to learn more and to start helping people love their smile. This message is brought to you by the members of the Ohio Dental Association. Sports Destination. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Kate Burdett. Time now to get some highlights of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show with Jay Crawford. Here's producer Colin Barringer to set the scene. Thanks, Kate. This week on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, Hall of Famer Joe Thomas joins the guys to tell them that Jedrick Wills could still be great with the Cleveland Browns. I mean, I've been expecting consistent greatness from him for a while now because I've seen it uh, in stretches, like in practice, in games. He's had very nice stretches, and then it's that inconsistency. I think it's that lack of consistent focus that has really hurt his career more than anything because... There's been really good stretches of play, but especially in the era of social media, like all it takes is 
you screwing up three or four times or looking lost on the field three or four right. times in a game and people put it together in a cut up and then that becomes the narrative of how you've been playing or even your career uh fair or unfair to catch the full breakdown just search the ultimate cleveland sports show on youtube subscribe to their page and enjoy daily content covering all things cleveland sports we'll be back to wrap up this week's ohio sports magazine when we continue on the ohio news network Calling all crew fans. Join us every week for Inside the Crew. It's a show about soccer. Tuesday night at 9. Sponsored by Coda, a trusted mobility sponsor of the Columbus Crew. Your flagship home for the Columbus Crew, the fan. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Kate Burdett. That does it for this week's Ohio Sports Magazine. Thank you to our guest, Jesse Giorzi of the Columbus Sports Commission. For more info on the Community Cup, Columbus Youth Sports Camps, and the new Columbus Pro Volleyball team that starts playing in February, plus anything Columbus Sports, just go to columbusports.org. Thanks to all of our Locked On podcast contributors this week as well. For Colin Berenger, Eric Reeser, and Paul Keels, I'm Kate Burdett. Thank you for listening to Ohio Sports Magazine. Join us next week right here on the Ohio News Network. Broadcasting from the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM HD1 Columbus.